With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus. Bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. everybody and welcome back to a brand new edition of on to the next one matchmaking is back return of the match making return of the match my god my little mark morris and okay ufc vegas 46 Ooh. is in the books i'm excited ufc action is back in our lives the featherweight division got itself a new title contender and we'll see what needs to be done to possibly get him into a championship fight in the near future it's great to be back with the matchmaking hat on, my friends. It is a Red Sox hat this week because I would not dare wear a Patriots hat after that performance on Saturday. But be that as it may, we will leave that in the past. I am Mike Heck, and joining me as always is the best friend, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the man with the real voice of an angel, Mr. Alex Cayley. Hello, AK. No, Mike, my best friend, that was so beautiful. And, and we really should, again, you know, we, we've talked this before. We should put together a track. We should lay down a track today with Steven. Steven plays, uh, I think, guitar and bass. I think he plays some other instruments, too. Uh, so we got to lay down a track sometime. But uh, I think your, I, I hope your song was also a subtle, you know, homage to a show of respect to, to young young Mac Jones, who I know you 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 said uh, was one of the few Patriots to show up. The only Patriots. Uh, the only Patriots. And you'll be seeing Return of the Mac next year when they go back to kicking the Bills' asses as uh, as regularly scheduled. But let them have this. Let them have their year. Let the freaks like Ariel Helwani have their year. They, 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 if you root for Buffalo, you don't have a lot going on for you, so they need this. So, uh, and I say this with love to all my to all our Buffalo listeners. Um, but uh, and congratulations, if any if you're a listener and you're a fan of the Buffalo Bills, congratulations and the Bengals. Long time, Damon, our own Damon Martin, 31 years, Mike, 31 years. Sports is cruel. 
I'm that's a cool game. My I'm God. 700 bazillion times happier for Damon and the Bengals fans than I am for the Bills fans because they handle themselves with some sort of semblance of class. They uh, <laughs> that they know they act like they've been there before. Unlike the Buffalo fans who feel like one playoff win was enough to negate the last 23 years of actual ass whoopings <laughs> that the Patriots laid upon them. So let them have it. Mike. Yes. Let no, I tried. I tried. They either. these people are picking on me. Ak, You're they're right. picking on me. I. Legitimately, they brought back an old tweet, and then we'll get to the matchmaking. They brought back this old tweet after the Patriots beat the Bills when Mac Jones had two passing attempts. Two. And I said, I legitimately feel bad for the Bills. This win, what Bill Belichick did to the Bills head coach, will weigh on him for the rest of his career. But I meant that, like, legitimately. You can ask Helwani. I texted him the same thing. Like, I literally feel bad for you guys right now. Like, that is about as bad of a loss as you can have. That makes it worse, Mike. The sincerity makes it worse. But your sincerity made it worse. And I watched that game, and that game was hilarious. But But I literally felt bad. But good for you, Buffalo. Good for you. Speaking of of, uh, coaches and people who may have, you know, learned from losses. Yes, what a segue. What a segue. Normally you do the segues, Mike, but. That was good. You need, you need to win. See, this is why you're you my best friend. So we had to get out of there somehow. Speaking this is why you're my best friend. And I normally don't get upset about these things, but here we are. But anyways, let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about the shining night for New England sports. Calvin Cater, because yes. what a performance. This whole build to the fight was about Giga Chikadze and Giga Chikadze's title aspirations. Was he the guy? Could he beat Alexander Volkanovsky? Should he have been next? To replace Max Holloway. Was it too soon to put the Korean zombie into the t- into this title fight? Calvin Cater heard it all, said nothing, and just went out there and returned after this year layoff, this locks to Max Holloway, and he looked better than ever. He picks up a gigantic win in the main event of UFC 46. And now, AK, the storyline heading into the fight and the storyline heading out of the fight, vastly different. Calvin Cater might be... A win away from fighting for the title. And in all honesty, if he's not too banged up, maybe he becomes the backup fighter for the title fight at UFC 273. But all things considered, AK, what a performance from the Boston finisher. Now what? Where does he go from here? He went from being, if he had lost, the crazy thing is if he had lost, that would have put him like three or four wins away probably. You know what I mean? We we, we, we said there's a big difference. I um, I, I was saying on, on some of the pre-fight shows that he, he never – put together this like big run to make people look at him as a contender the good news is like obviously he's always in big fights i mean ricardo lamas was a big fight at the time uh giga jacadze of course on saturday max holloway last year jeremy stevens was a pretty notable fight he fought to beat so he's he's fought nothing but good names uh, and because of that has not put together a you know a four fight five fight win streak in the ufc and, and and that's usually what people look at uh you know when you're looking at, at oh is this person a title challenger which again i think feels a gauge quality of competition more but people like win streaks too so so this loss uh, would have made him, I think, six and four in the UFC instead of seven and three, which he is now. And I think we would have been like, man, he needs to he needs a bounce back win. Then he needs to beat another ranked guy. Then he needs to beat a top five guy again to have a chance of getting a title shot. Instead, like we said, one win away. Now, who should that be? There's two obvious options. I am going leaning towards Ortega. I I I, uh, I just think that'd be a cool fight between two guys who are absolute zombies. Uh, when they <laughs> once once the, once things. Uh, when things aren't going their way, they're entertaining to watch because of how much punishment they can take and because they're they have that element of being able to finish a fight pretty much at any time. So that's the direction I'm going in. And also because I thought you'd be going with the other obvious name, but I'm not sure. 
Uh, you would be correct because okay. we, we, I mean, we do have the two choices. I had a feeling you were going with the name that you said. That. I'm going with Yair. Cause just because like how freaking fun will that fight be? And I feel like this fight has been talked about for years now. There's so many times where the cater Yair Rodriguez fight should have happened. I believe like Calvin's even called out Yair Rodriguez at one point, which by the way, Calvin cater doesn't call out anybody. And at one point he was like, yeah, maybe I'll just fight this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause he's such a good fighter. <laughs> I don't know why, why he became oh. an Italian guy, but no, and I'm from Boston. So like the I accent kind of pops out when I get all upset, but but if Cater wins that fight, even if he fights Ortega, he fights for the title. But at the same time, the the other thought I had was, let's just say, let's say Volkanovski goes into April 9th, fights Korean Zombie, and just annihilates him. Just runs through him, which is a very big if. He runs through him, puts him away in like the first seven minutes of the fight. And Volkanovski gets on the microphone and says, hey, enough of this one fight a year crap. I want to fight like four times this year. So I want to come back this summer. Cater could get a title shot in his next fight if Max Holloway is not ready to go. And by all accounts, it doesn't seem like Holloway's going to be, it's going to be this huge rush to get Holloway back in there. So it kind of all depends on Volkanovski, how this fight goes. If it's, if it's an easy win, he finishes, doesn't take much damage, and he wants to get back in there. There's a very good chance that Volkanovski could be like, hey, Calvin, great performance. Let's go. Fourth of July weekend. Let's have a party. Let's create some real fireworks, brah. So Calvin's in a good spot right now, and it's amazing the fortunes and how things change so quickly in this sport, AK. I had a horrible thought. Uh, this probably wouldn't happen now that I think about it because it's Yair who has been, uh, reportedly anyway, had difficulties with negotiating with the UFC in the past. But if by some chance he <laughs> and, and it's the and Cater, as far as we know, has been a pretty good company man. But it would be, I had this horrible thought of a year jumping over cater uh for the next teleshot because you know yair had that close fight with holloway so it'd be like oh you know well max couldn't get it but his fight his fight with uh with Yair was was so exciting one of the best fights of 2021 we're giving Hall we're giving yair you know the title shot coming off a loss that wouldn't surprise me again i would i wouldn't like that obviously i think cater uh not ahead of him in the rankings but should be ahead of him in the title fight conversation if that makes sense but i really could see the ufc either going with uh, if they do cater cater especially if they do cater uh ortega Keep going with uh, yeah, you're off a loss, but I hope they don't go that way. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. A lot can happen, but again, Volkanovski, if he goes out there and does his job, he's got a little more power. He can, if if he goes on the mic and says, "Hey, Calvin, let's fight," that's probably the fight they're going to make. If he calls out Yair, then Yair gets the fight. But yeah. that's Cater. Great night for him. On the flip side, as I said in the build to this fight, whoever lost it, the road does not get much easier, and. It will not get much easier for one Giga Chikadze or anybody at 145. This is tough. I'm going to make this quick because it's hard to gauge how long Giga is going to be out after a beating like that. I mean, he took a vicious beating in this fight. His face looks in horrible shape. Hopefully he bounces back and gets back in soon. My guess would be like best case scenario, late summer, early fall, but... If Ilya Taporia beats Charles Jordan next weekend, that's my pick, AK. He's going to have to fight a, another young... Where, I mean, he's not... Chikadze is not young, but Taporia is a guy on the come up. He's a young, hungry whippersnapper, and unfortunately, the loser of that fight, these are the types of fights that you're going to have to get. So, yeah, Ilya Taporia, if he beats Charles Jordan, that's the fight. That's the next fight for Giga Chikadze. 
Yeah, we said the the uh, the window uh, to get that title shot at heavyweight is is Smith. Like we said, a loss feels like it would have sent definitely would have sent Cater pretty far to the back of the line. Chikadze not so much, but I mean you're right. If he, if they want to keep giving him competitive fights, there's only so many options, and a lot of the guys that are coming up into the uh, bottom end of the top 15 or near or just you know hovering around the top 20, these are young up and coming guys. Yeah, like you said, uh, Tapuria, Bryce Mitchell, guys like that. So. It, there's just there's just no easy oh get Chikaze right back in the wagon fight unless you want to throw him some uh, someone totally outside the top twenty which is what I'm doing because I'm killing two birds with one stone two main card birds with one stone here Mike I I I like the Bill Algio call out I like the heat uh, outside of the bizarre he's a Biden voter thing which we spent all night trying to figure out as a team we say the MMA fighting team was trading Slack messages I think we understand what he's implying but just very confusing when you're dealing with. Uh, someone who isn't even from the United States. So Bill Agio needs some work in the call out, though I actually don't think his mic skills are that bad. It's the, the content I might have had some issue with, but I actually think he's pretty comfortable on the mic. I think stylistically it's a good matchup uh, like as far as entertainment goes, as far as do you think it's a winnable fight for Jakadze and you want him to, again, just sort of get back in the, uh, get it back in the win column. is a great choice. Not to say that Algio couldn't upset him, but that's another part of what makes the matchup so compelling. So I'll go with what uh, Senor Perfecto uh, has suggested. Uh, maybe I'm cheating, save myself a little time here with the main card stuff. But um, I like it. I like Chikadze Algio. And if I'm if I'm Chikadze, I'm I'm going for that fight. You should definitely think it's winnable, and uh, and look for that to bounce back. Yeah, Bill Algio's promo was like when you're on the golf course, you're teeing up, you see this beautiful par five, it's straight ahead, and you just wind up and you smack it. Like you hit an absolute bomb and the sound is nice and you're like, everyone's watching you on the tee and they're like, ooh, and then you realize you hit a slice. Ah, like that's what Bill Algeo's, <laughs> that's what Bill Algeo's promo was like. And one of the listeners had an excellent choice for Bill Algeo. And just going back to my Teporia pick, I know there's people going to be like, well, they're both from Georgia and maybe they won't fight each other. Listen, they're not in a position to say no. If the UFC says this is the fight, this is the fight. They're not teammates or anything like that. They just both happen to come from a, a, a country that is surging in MMA. And I know that they both have a ton of respect for each other and they all root for each other. But at the same time, this is what happens at this level and in this type of a division. So it would not shock me at all to see this fight happen. Maybe when they're doing their return to global travel, international travel, that could be a main event or a co-main event on a card in, you know, outside of the United States. Tepori is also a man of many nations, isn't he? I think he's, I'm yeah. saying this over now, born in Germany. Yep. And really lived a lot of his life in Spain. Uh, yep. And yes, but but I, and I think but his nationality is Georgian is uh, Georgian. Excuse me. So uh, that's great. I love man. I love people with those diverse backgrounds. That's so cool. <laughs> but I think you're right. I don't think there'd be any sort of reluctance on either guy's part. Like, oh, no, we're both from Georgia. And nah, I think they'd be they'd be fine with it. We're this close to crowning an NBA champ. And with the action heating up on the court, it's even hotter at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet, up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, one no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. That's why millions of teams around the world, including 75% of the Fortune 500, trust Atlassian Software for everything from space exploration and green energy to delivering pizzas and podcasts. Whether you're a team of two, 200, or 2 million, or whether your team is around the corner or on another continent altogether, Atlassian Software is built to help keep you all on the same page from start to finish. That way, every one of your teams, from engineering and IT to marketing, HR and legal, can stay connected and move together as one towards shared company-wide goals. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. AK, where do we go with uh, Mr. Jay Collier after his submission win over Chase Sherman in the co-main event? And uh, why is the correct answer Parker Porter? Holy how, 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 why was this so obvious to everyone, including myself? <laughs> we, every, that, that was probably, uh, well, you know, we'll get into the listener picks later. That was probably one of the five most popular listener picks this week. Everyone who, pretty much anyone who mentioned Collier, it was Porter. I, I, I might have some other options here, but it was just unanimously Parker Porter. Everyone threw that in. So I'll go a little bit different. I want to see him just jump in, uh, and if they're trying to keep Sergey Spivak on the card next week, I, I mean, did Parker Porter get hit? Uh, did, excuse me. Did uh, Jake Collier get hit that much? I mean, if if he's Couple in good condition, kicks. yeah, if he's in good condition, no, no busted hands. I mean, sadly, usually we get we see a minimum suspension of one week. Uh, but hey, if somehow he avoids that, we've also seen no suspensions. If we've seen no medical suspension. Send him in there against Sergey. Send him in there. Keep keep Spivak on the card. Uh, it's a, it'd be a very tough fight for for Collier. Uh, and I understand the Parker Porter talk, but I'm I'm going with uh, see if we can, we can slot him in two fights in a week. I mean that'd be a cool story, especially at heavyweight. Uh, from mm. all accounts, and this is I mean this isn't done obviously, and it's not never done until Penhead's paper. Uh, for initial thoughts: the plan is just to rebook Spivak versus Greg Hardy Ugh. in the near future. But that's uh, that is. But yes, the correct answer is Parker Porter, and it will be glorious, and it needs to happen soon. And I hope there's some sort of like pose down. Ultimate Warrior, Rick Rude style, before oh, they yeah. actually throw a punch, because you got to do stuff like that in the UFC. <laughs> so let us go from the heavyweight division to the flyweight division, where Brandon Royval began <laughs> the year of the raw dog, AK, with a hard fought split decision win. Michael, <laughs> Michael, come on! I'm a little, uh, I'm a little salty today, AK. So the two fight skid for Brandon Royval is now over, AK. Where does Mr. Royval go from here? What if Roy? What if this? Is, can you imagine? Let's say Brandon Royval 
Uh, I'll say right now, I'm giving him the uh, Alex Perez uh, Matt Schnell winner, UFC 271, February 12th. So uh, I think the timing works out. I, for some reason, had thought Roy Val and Perez had fought when I, when I, I was like, have these guys not already fought? And the fact they haven't, I'm like, wow. I mean, they're right next to each other in our rankings, and I think most people's rankings probably not more than one or two spots apart. So it makes a lot of sense. Uh, obviously, by this talk, I'm sorry, I'm leaning towards Perez. My, my, my assumption would be Perez beats Schnell, and then you match him with Roy Val. But of course, if Schnell gets the upset, there you go. Roy Val, Schnell's it would be another good matchup. So uh, that seemed really easy to me. Can you imagine if Roy Val beats either of those guys? Gets one more win in the summer, and then like gets like a title shot by the end of the year, and becomes the UFC flyweight champion. L- literally, this will be known as the year of the raw dog forever. There will be no escaping it. I will never. At all MMA fans, he'll he'll be like either our fighter of the year or top three probably if he pulled off something like that. And forever, people will look back. Man, remember twenty twenty two in MMA? Oh, the year of the raw dog. Oh man, that was great. That was a great year for everybody. We all we all we all raw dogged it that year. And I'll just be like, <laughs> oh my, just. Face palming for the rest of my life, like there's got, I'm 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 uh, I'm Jason Bateman in Arrested Development. Just there's got to be a better way to say that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like if that happened, Year of the Raw Dog would be your new Happy Birthday, AK. Okay? Oh, like, it already is. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I said it on the pre-fight show on Saturday. I'll say it again. Give me Brandon Royval versus Manel Cap. That fight will be freaking wild. It makes yeah. perfect sense right now. I know Royval wants the loser of the title fight. I just don't think that happens after no. a split decision win over Hajiro Bontarine. Cap fight, that's the one, and it needs to happen now. Let's let's just do the damn thing and, and just watch chaos unfold because that fight rules, and I can't wait to see it. Great matchup. Now, on the other end of the flyweight spectrum, AK, we go to the ladies. Kaylin Chukagian and Jennifer Maya had themselves a, a pretty entertaining fight, a fight much more entertaining than a lot of people thought it might be. Chukagian gets another win, and that wasn't even the biggest story for Kaylin Chukagian on Saturday night because it was revealed that this victory couldn't have come at a better time because it was the last fight on her UFC contract. So this is very interesting, AK. So I'm going for... One and a half Otno points here, because this is kind of a historic pick, if memory serves me correctly. So, my pick is Caitlin Chikagian versus Ali Malay McFarlane next in Bellator. Go for the title, Caitlin. Go get that strap, because it's not happened in the UFC, so that's my pick. This would be a good ad for Bellator, a big fight for McFarlane to come back to. It'd be a good number one contender fight. If Alimale wins, you can do the rematch with Juliana Velasquez. If Caitlin Jukage wins, she gets the winner of Juliana Velasquez versus Liz Carmouche. Ba-boom. We got ourselves. You're welcome, Bellator. Go out and sign Caitlin Chukagan. Let's get this damn thing done. Chukagan versus Alimale. Co-main event for any card. You could even headline an event with that card with that fight. So there you go. That's my pick. That's not a bad uh Top uh, flyweight top four. If you if they snag if Bellator snags Chukagian, that would be in our in our rankings, MAFighting.com, global rankings. Caitlin Chigan, number three, Juliana Velasquez, number four, uh, Liz Carmouche, number seven, and Alima Lee McFarlane hanging in there at number nine. So you, they would have four of the top ten uh flyweights and, and in a division that they've done a pretty good job promoting. So that would be really nice. I, I wouldn't mind seeing any of those fighters mix it up uh in some form or another. So there you go. You've kind of booked the top of your division for the next like for the rest of this year and like next year if you bring in Chukagian. Um yeah, I'm I'm obviously I'm on the same wavelength. Uh I think a lot of us were, were outside the box on this one. I mean, this doesn't even seem like the outside the box idea anymore. 
this seems like the inside of the box. It, it, it is crazy that she said specifically, and again, keep in mind, we said she is a top five, uh, top five in our rankings and in the uh, UFC's official rankings. And she said she was not offered uh, an extension. It is very common uh, by the UFC, you know, good negotiating to even before a fighter wins the last fight to, you know, kind of kind of give them get get the chance to uh, to lowball them or give them an offer that's more in your comfort range. You know, if you're the UFC, because obviously her value will be higher after the win. Um, so it is surprising they did not even offer her an extension before or excuse me, or a new contract. And that's a pretty good sign that uh, she has she has half her you know one foot halfway out the door, uh, and, and the UFC is completely fine with that. So that's the way to go. If she happens to stick around, uh, I'd like to see her fight uh, Jillian Robertson. Pretty far, pretty big gap in the rankings, but you know it, it would be cool to have the two women I think with the most uh, flyweight wins in the UFC uh, go at it. You know, I, again, a very high risk fight for Chikagian. I think I, I think she'd be a pretty big favorite, but if she lost, man, it would really shake up her rankings. So I don't know if she'd want to take that fight. Certainly Bellator and a fight with uh, an Alima Lane McFarland seems like a much more, or even an immediate title shot seems much more appealing. Um, but Jillian Robertson did beat her at a, a Submission Underground event in August uh, in a, uh, uh, it didn't like submit her. It was like a, a overtime, overtime, one of those weird escape, escape time wins. But there's some, so there's some history there. So if she stays in the OC, Jillian Robertson, otherwise I think we all think Bellator, now's the time. Yeah. And Dana White basically like basically drove her to the airport, basically brought, bought her airport ticket. Cause he was asked about this at the press conference <laughs> and here's the classic Dana White. We're probably not going to see her again with us answer. Jeez. I know that we went into this fight with her contract. It's it's expired now. She's a free agent right now. I don't know. That's between her and Mick. He did that deal with her. We'll see what happens. So what Dana was probably trying to say is, Caitlin, thank you for your service to the company. Uh, best best of luck with your future endeavors because they don't need her. And it's it's disrespectful to say that from a UFC perspective. But the UFC doesn't need Caitlyn Chukagian. Like she's all she's gonna do. She's actually she's actually bad for them right now. She's bad for the division because she's all these up. We're, we're excited about this up incoming wave of talents coming up 125, and they're all gonna have to fight Caitlyn Chukagian. And there's a good chance Caitlyn Chukagian beats every single one of them. So we're not getting any new challengers because Caitlyn's gonna be there just siphoning off all this talent and getting these, these wins over these up-and-coming fighters like it's it's a tough spot for both of them to be in right now it's amazing how many fans were straight pooping on this rematch you know the chukagian like <laughs> these are two top six whatever in our rankings top six whatever right no lower than top 10 two top 10 flyweights they've been two of the best 10 flyweights for the last you know couple of years and so many fans were just like, why is this rematch happening? Or I don't remember they fought the first time or like it's and it, you know, it, you said whatever, maybe saying what you said is disrespectful, but it's crazy how much disrespect she gets. Caitlin Chukagian gets from the general public. Um, she's won three straight fights, four of her last five, six and two in her past eight. Her only losses to Valentina and Jessica Andrade. She is one of the best women fighters pound for pound in the world. And you're right. It's it's just for whatever reason, you know, you just don't connect with the fans. She does not finish fights, which is a big one. And I don't think that should dictate your popularity, but I understand why it would. She's the first fighter with 10 UFC wins all by decision. What a what a lovely and dubious honor to have. Um, It's it's yeah, it's just it's just not a marketable. I shouldn't say I'm sorry. She is just not a marketable property for the UFC uh, at this stage and hasn't been, unfortunately. So and and yeah, the biggest thing, 
just someone who's going to knock off viable contenders. So I think it's, I guess it's best for both parties that they part ways. But so, uh, that is the business, guys. That, that is the business of combat sports right there. Um, forget meritocracy. Uh, there's there's so much more involved in it. Yeah, I wish KNHK would just go full on heel turn and be like, listen, I know I'm not going to fight for the title, but bring me your up and comers. Yeah, bring me this deep all. talent that you're I want that you're Casey talking O'Neal. about, Dana. I want Casey. Casey now. Give me Aaron Blanchfield. <laughs> Give me Manon Fioro. I want them all. And I'm going to knock them all down, and none of them are getting title shots. Valentina's going to have nobody to fight. She's going to have no one to fight. Like, just do that. The UFC might re-sign her, but at this point, like, I don't see it happening. That's what she called out Aaron. Aaron Blanchfield is a child. Aaron and they train together, I believe, if memory serves me correctly. I will that fight my teammate. I, will, I am going to ruin my teammate's career. That would be hilarious. Uh, oh, amazing. Uh, don't, please don't do that, Caitlin. Please. We, I want to see. I want to see you go wild, but please don't. Don't call out these these four 125ers who I think are not quite ready for for Caitlin Chukagian yet. It was quite the debut for Mr. Borshev, A.K. the dancing power puncher. Gets a stoppage win with the body shot in his first ever UFC round against Dakota Bush, who you have to think he's Dakota Bush is probably not long for this UFC world after these two fights. But big win for Borshev. I mean, where do we go from here? I think everybody just wants to see him fight. I don't think it really matters who he fights. People just want to see him again and they want to see the potential of this dance coming back out. I think that's going to be a gift uh, for, for the rest of time in MMA. But. What did you sort of land on? Because this is this is a throw a, this is throw a dart territory, is it not? Yeah, yeah. That dance was that dance was incredible. Uh, happy trails, probably yes, to uh, Dakota Redacted Bush. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, it, we 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 you know we we had some rough nicknames on this one. Uh, again, what his couldn't even be read on the air. Uh, undoubtedly, a, a, an edict from uh, ESPN. Uh, people, you can look it up, or you can just use logic and figure out what Dakota Bush's nickname is if you if you are unawares. Um, but we also had Ugly Man, which I like. I, <laughs> Ugly Man Joe, uh, again, which we said may have been a. Sh- I would like to think it's a shout out to Ugly Kid Joe, '90s one hit wonder, Ugly Kid Joe. Uh, but a uh, problem. Either way, great nickname, and, and I, I hope not bad for Joseph Holmes' self esteem. Uh, either way, obviously the obvious matchup for uh, for Borshev, Mike Kazula uh, uh, Vargas. You know, as we were all thinking, we were all thinking, boy, if. Uh, if Borshev wins this, Kuzula, no, I have no idea. Like you said, I threw a dart. Um, I, I, you know, in my rankings, I mean, this is just a cluster of guys from like in the bottom twenty, bottom thirty. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of guys want to know one and one, one and two, two and one. I, you throw them in there. I think just sign sign another newcomer to fight him, someone else who's uh, from the contender series like him. Uh, but other than that, yeah, really, what's what what matchup makes like quote unquote the most sense? I don't know. Throwing Kazula, I don't even know where Kazula Vargas has been. Bring him back just to get starched by Borshev. Yeah, it's tough to go wrong here, but uh, eeny, meeny. Steve Garcia seems like a fun name. Okay. Dude's durable, tough, fun fighter, likes to finish dudes with his hands. I, I think it's a fine next step, so I'll go with that. Sure, yeah. that, that, yeah. that'll do. Borshev's a story. He's a story. Doesn't doesn't really matter right now who, who they throw him in there with. Unless, well, there is a name our listener suggested, and I bet you got it too, which would be a hell of a story, and we'll, we'll get to that later. Oh, okay. I'm, now I'm intrigued. I bet you got it too. I bet you got it too. We go to Bill Algio. And you already gave your pick with Giga mm-hmm. Chikadze. Yeah. I'm going to, I mean, I, I'm just curious to, based on the frame and the style and their finishing abilities as of uh, potential finishing abilities, the chaos that could ensue. These guys are massive 145 ponders. They're giants. Bill Algio versus Sean Woodson. I feel like this is way too easy. You just throw those big, long, lanky 45ers at each other and magic will likely ensue. And yeah, that's the fight I'm making. I have no rhyme or reason. 
Yeah, I like it. Let's go. I'm sure the the promos will be delightful. Where's Woodson? Oh, he fought in no. He fought in November. Boy, there's just so many cards. I forgot the Colin England. Wow, I completely do not remember that. Oh, yeah, he, he went rough. Absolutely ran rough shot through him. First round finish. He's yeah. three and one in the UFC. Man, that's Sean Woodson for a guy who's so big is really creeping up on me. He's good. Wow. He beats Zalal. That's a good win. Damn. Oh. Yeah, LGO Woodson. Let's party. Let's have a good time. Love it. So let's go to the first wild card pick, AK of 2022, where we're going to choose a fighter we have not match made for yet, and we'll match make, him, match make for him right now. So what you got? I'm going with our uh, friend of the show, friend of MMA Fighting's uh, podcast, Brian Keller. Uh, this guy is willing to fight anybody, so it's a bit hard to match make for him. He's almost like, uh, you know, we have almost used like the Kevin Holland rule at some point where it's just like we just don't match make because he could accept a fight tomorrow to fight again at, in, at next week or in the next card in, in February. You don't know with him, but uh, I, I want to do him a favor and, and, and suggest some things. Not that he ever takes anyone's career advice, but uh, yes, we could, you know, you could just rebook the uh, uh, Romanov fight, but I like him. I've, I've, you know, we've wanted to see him fight Sean O'Malley for some time. The timing for that does not work right now. Sean O'Malley, of course, has a thumb injury. We don't know when he's coming back. When he's coming back, he's going to call all kinds of other names. I feel like we're just so far apart from that fight getting made. So... There's a fight between uh, one of O'Malley's teammates, Kyler Phillips, and Marcelo Rojo, uh, UFC 271, February 12th. I would pick Phillips to win that fight. I think Kelleher should go after him, do a little, uh, you know, uh, blood sport. I killed your teammate. I killed your friend. Now you have to avenge him. Um, so if he can if he can get a fight with Kyler Phillips, get a nice win there, and then call out O'Malley, I took out your boy. Maybe we get a chance there. Um I, I, I don't know if O'Malley and Phillips are like close buds or anything, but you know, there's at least a little bit, there's at least some connection there. So, uh, yeah, give me that. Give me, give me, give me Kelleher Phillips if he beats Rojo. Yeah, I mean, we saw what happened with the last guy that defeated Kyler Phillips. He got the Sean O'Malley fight in Halion Paiva. It did not go very well for him, but at least he got to that fight. So I'm going with Court McGee because I feel like he deserves it. Sure. He deserves the rub after that performance over Brahima and. I think we, we, we can we can tie in a couple of different storylines here, AK, with the selection. One is the let's try to get one back for the Gipper type of storyline. And the other one is how can I help my best friend get a fight that he's been calling for on the show for an awful long time? And I feel like we could get the answers to both of those questions with this choice. I'm going with Court McGee versus Alex Morono, AK, because Alex hmm. Morono has been on a nice little streak. And... If you are going to be a top 15, top 20 welterweight in the UFC, you have to beat Court McGee. You have to beat the Court McGees of the world. And if you can't, it's just not going to happen for you. And Court McGee is a ceiling creator. He will build the ceiling. He will determine how low or how high the ceiling is. This would be a great test. And if Alex Morono could beat a Court McGee, we could start throwing it. We, we could start very confidently throwing him into these top 15 type matchups. If you want to give if you want to talk about Alex Morono versus Bilal Muhammad over the next 18 months, let Alex Morono fight Court McGee if he wins, gets one back for his teammate and his coach. There you go. Then we can start talking top 15. I think this is probably the best fight Morono can get right now and it's the like probably best litmus test that he could possibly get that would have some sort of impact on the actual rankings. Yeah, that's look, that's a that's a three round super active fight, like stand up fight waiting to happen. You're not kidding about uh McGee being 
I don't even know if litmus test is accurate, but being this, te- I'm just looking at, okay, so so pretty much everyone he's beaten in the UFC, uh, oh, wait, he beat Robert Whitaker? We were talking about this in the show before. He won a split decision over Robert, I totally forgot that. I thought Whitaker beat him. So did I. Anyway, anyway, yeah, we talked about it in the show, so uh, correction for anyone listening to the Pulse show. Uh, but everyone else he's beaten, and either way, that was a sign for Whitaker uh, to go up to 185, if anything, so it did kind of change things for him. Um Chris McRae, Ryan Jensen, Dong Yang. There's a lot of guys he's beaten are no longer in the UFC. Dominic Steele, <laughs> Alex Garcia. Uh, meanwhile, guys who have beaten him uh, are thriving for the most part. Uh, Santanago, Ponzinibbio, uh, Sean Strickland, Sean Brady, Carlos Con- So, yeah, that is – man, that is a crazy – that is a crazy run. And congrats on him, by the way, for getting – he's at 10 and 9 now, getting above the uh, 500 mark. 19 UFC fights for former Ultimate Fighter winner. Uh, Cormier. That's crazy. But yeah, I got no good wild card pick, and uh, I think we'll see him again at least a couple more times in, in 2021, too. It's pretty wild, like looking at Court McGee's record because prior to the win over Silva, and this is a good, this is a really good performance mm-hmm. over Bahima, he had lost three in a row. Yes. He had lost to Carlos Condit, who wasn't beating anybody at the time. Sean Brady, Diego Lima. I was at the Brady fight. I was like, oh boy, maybe Court McGee just doesn't have much left in the tank. He was one in five over his previous six fights. And now look at him. The guy is just a pillar of a fountain of youth and 37 years of age. Just turned 37, AK. And he's fighting like he's 22. Unbelievable. Resilience. I mean, if you're, if, you know, it sounds ta- it sounds corny, but if you ever, one day when he writes a book about his life, which I'm sure he will because it's been extraordinary. It'll be, you know, the title will be Resilience, you know, the story of a guy who's just, <laughs> holy crap. I mean, it's such a cliche, but shouldn't even be here. You know what I mean? Is lucky to be alive and uh, now has scraped together a very respectable UFC career. Regar- regardless of how many more fights he has, like I said, turned 37 in December. Uh, he has, it is a, it's, a, it's a very good career, he said. For sure. So do we have any... Uh... Check the tapes. Or, oh Lord, so many. I'm well, sure there's so look, many. Check the tapes, but let's I mean, we, we've keep been off for yes, we've been off for a bit. So I'll just run them down real quick. Uh, our listeners were on point with so many of these matchups. I'll read them real quickly. Uh, uh, Lewis versus Tuivasa, UFC 271. Dos Anjos, uh, Hafa versus Hafa, Dos Anjos Fazeev, and uh, Jessica Rose Clark versus Stephanie Egger. Those are both February 19th. Uh, Volkanovski. Oh, sorry, I should have stricken stri- stri- one. Volkanovski Holloway three. Obviously, they were correct, even though that match lasted only for uh, 24 hours. Uh, Sterling versus Yan two. Elliot versus Ulan Bekov and Moroche versus Agapov- Agapova. Excuse me. Uh, so some of those are happening on 272. Sterling Yan two is got moved, right? Uh yes, that is on the April 9th card. That's 273 now. Okay. Uh, Moraes versus uh Song Yadong. Wait, is that a fight that's happening? Yes, March 12th. Yep. <laughs> Uh, Nikolau versus uh, David Dvorak, March 26th, and Gastelum versus Nestor Dean Imavov, UFC 273, April 9th. Uh, and I'll give out some solo points. Mike, we have our first solo points of the year. I'm pretty sure these guys are the only ones who had these picks. Steven Breiter, Jalen Turner versus Jamie Malarkey, UFC 272, and Barry O'Reilly, certainly, sir. I don't know if anyone else had this, uh, at least not in my, not in my selections. Larone Murphy and Nate Landwer, March 26th. So, uh... Oh, I did want to shout out also uh, Marcus. Or sorry, our, our boy M Ruffles 150, and I'm sure you saw this, Mike, who sent in a bunch of check the tapes. He wanted 50 tapes checked, but uh, whatever. Uh, some of them were, again, listener picks, uh, consensus picks. He had a bunch of weird ones, which I'll give him credit for. He had like, uh, oh, stamp, uh, non UFC, stamp Fairtex, 
Angela Lee has a great fight coming up. Said Salma, oh, Dave. We Johnson. all knew that was happening, though. Come uh, listen, on. Listen, listen. Why didn't any, then? Why didn't anyone else pick it? Why didn't anyone else? Pick because it? it was obvious. Because she won a Grand Prix to hey, fight Angela Lee. Okay. Well, let's listen. He's still. He's still. Thank you for reminding us, M. Ruffles, and sending us a uh, sending me a spreadsheet as always. No point. Uh, <laughs> no point. <laughs> you can have one of my points from my personal collection for all all collectively for all of these. Yuyo Wakamatsu, Adriana Marais. Again, maybe an obvious one, but fine. Uh, no, but I like when people just point out stuff that happened outside you know non-ufc picks so uh that's coming from my collection uh not acknowledge this is not an official point recognized by uh the committee but you can have you will have my no point. You, no not for the fair text lee fight no and absolutely ruffles, not and ruffles 115 this is an under the table point hush hush uh between you and me that's that's insane ak this i no, mean we're just we're just hit, this, we're setting a bad precedent for 2022 that someone who someone wins a <laughs> an actual tournament to fight said fighter for well, the title I, and now we're giving I, away a point because someone I'm actually wrote it, this out when we I'm knew it was already it happening for that plus the yuyo wakamatsu pick plus saeed salma and davion franklin so you know okay the salma franklin one yes that is a point it's collective it's collective it's i like the non-ufc picks everyone out there picking Corey anderson and uh and, uh, yeah, if you picked Corey Nemkov, Anderson and Vadim Nemkov, no. you get a point. Good for you. Yeah, uh, non-sarcastic clapping from me. Good for you. <laughs> Piotr Jan, Aljamain Sterling, too. Point. Everyone gets a point. Listen, we switched roles this week for the card for UFC Vegas uh, 46. You were you were the the prince of positivity. I was kind of down on it. We're back. All right, we're back now. All right, I'm th- back. Things are back today. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go to the peeps. Uh, you want to give the first disclaimer of the year? Yeah, very quickly. Just again, uh, guys, uh, if you want a solo point, it's really got to go category style. You have to kind of be the only one who has it, at least in, in my picks. Uh, please, guys, pay attention to weight class. Uh, have these two names interesting fought already or recently? Uh, someone's been is someone have a notable injury that we know is going to keep up for a long time? Is this person even with the UFC anymore? Are they released, retired? Uh, could this person uh, be booked uh, already and you just didn't keep track, etc.? And of course, most importantly, is your pick doo doo? Because if it is, they're probably not going to read it. There you go. Let's fire okay. these babies off. Poppy under. Sorry, Mark, I'm saying, Mark I, will, I should read these at the beginning from now on. Marcus McGay has christened this the CK1 edition. 1 W O N. CK1. So for all you I like stylistas it. out there, uh, yes, yeah, so a very esoteric reference. CK1. The cologne for men and women. Right there, it is. <laughs> is that what it was? I'm trying I to remember. I, I I don't remember the brands of all these things. I just remember CK One's a big deal. Apparently, I wouldn't know. I smell like crap. So, all right, Poppy underscore Brian. Back to Otno for 2022. Couldn't be happier. Love making picks. It's a highlight of my Saturday night. One of my Otno New Year's resolutions was to not be so lengthy with my picks. Only one explanation. Well, we're starting it off here. I picked Ty versus the Black Beast way before Ariel. Again, thanks so much for the show, guys. Algio versus Charles Rosa. I I think Algio's way ahead of Rosa at this point. Props to Rosa for taking that fight, but I just know. Uh, Algio K- versus Charles Rosa coming. Oh, yeah, I guess. Okay, you wouldn't ding Rosa too much for taking the fight on short notice. But yeah, no, I'm with you. They're just not, I could see it happening someday, but they're not on. The, they're, they're on slightly different paths right now. Agreed. Borchef versus Rodrigo Vargas, AK. How about that? What? Uh, <laughs> Chikagian versus... Who's this? This is Poppy underscore Bryant. Poppy underscore Bryant. I don't know think, I don't know how we connected on that one. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, Chikagian, he's saying give Chikagian the title shot. Yeah. Uh, Nunes versus Peña 2 kind of holds up any big fight for the bullet. I like this with Santos versus Andrade. Lauren Murphy on the same card seems perfect to me. Lauren Murphy's fighting Misha Tate in May, so... I don't think they'll all be on the same card. Uh, Roy Val versus the winner of Matchnell versus Alex Perez, which is taking place February 12th. Hopefully this time. 
Collier versus, Collier versus Justin Taffa. Both good callouts, but Arlovsky also handled Philippe pretty well, who Collier, of course, lost to. Of course, Andre Arlovsky is now fighting Jared Vandera. Cater mm-hmm. uh, versus Josh Emmett. Sorry, didn't stick to the New Year's resolution very well. Thank you, Poppy underscore Brian. Uh, John Ray always keeps it just all business. Kelleher versus the Phillips Rojo loser. McGee okay. versus Zawada. Pickett versus Duplessis. Pickett versus Duplessis? You just got to throw this man right to the Lions, huh? Hey, he's what, two-fight win streak? Uh, yeah. Jukagin, that, Pickett's, on, Pickett's on fire. Yeah, let's throw him in there with Duplessis. Jukagin <laughs> versus Santos. Royval versus Perez-Schnell. Winner, yep. And uh, Cater versus Rodriguez. There you go. Owen Carroll. TJ Brown versus Melzik Bagdazarian. Brian Kelleher versus Nate Manus. Court McGee versus Matthew Semmelsberger. Mm-hmm. Bill Algio, Herbert Burns, Borshev, David Onama. I don't think that will happen because Onama's going to fight back at 145. He did fight say, at 55 for his debut, okay. but that was on like two days' notice. Yeah, I saw a couple of lightweight suggestions for Onama, and I'm like, I think he is dropping to 145. Okay. I mean, that'd be a great fight for Onama. would probably jump all over that fight because he'd probably win it, or at least he'd have a really good chance to win it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bontarine versus Schnell Perez. Collier versus Tafa. And he likes Jamie Pickett versus Deron Wynn. I kind I, I think that's, I think that's a, a, the right place for, yes, for Jamie that's Pickett. More set, more sensible. Yeah. Uh, Brandon Nunez got one for check the tapes. Lewis versus two of us. That's everyone's getting a point for that one. Uh, <laughs> Kelleher, point, Kelleher versus Davy Grant, AK. Just a yeah, good old fun popular, brawl. That's a popular one. Yeah. Uh, Chikagi versus Andrea Lee. Royval versus the winner of Nikola versus Dvorak. Chikadze versus the winner of Caceres versus Sodiq Youssef. And another for Cater versus Emin. Uh, M. Ruffles, where are you at, son? Uh, Chikadze versus Arnold Allen. Uh, Collier versus Dante Mays. Royval and El Cap, well done. Chikagi and Andrade, two. Borshev Garcia, Algio Venata, Pickett, Eric Anders. Don't hate that. I think that one's okay. Um, McGee Semmelsberger. How do you feel about the Chikagi and Entourage too? Uh, obviously, I saw the same message. Um, uh, I, I like I, I for some reason that fight is more recent in my mind. Though I guess October 2020 is not that long ago. But for both fighters, it's a, what at least three or four fights in the past, right? Um, since then, Andrade. Oh, two fights. You're right. She fought Shevchenko, then fought Calvillo, and Chikagi has fought uh, three times since then. I I don't hate it. I I think it's the only problem for me is I I think Andrade has her number. I picked Andrade to win that fight. I was pretty confident about it, and she did win it by first round finish. So, I don't know. I, I don't think it's like the worst matchup to make. If Andrade is sticking around 125 pounds, it does feel a little too soon for me. Would you care? What would you think if they booked that rematch? I probably feel the same way I did about the yeah. fight. If we're being honest, I need, <laughs> I need at least like two years. I think. I think like maybe the end of this year, depending what both fighters do. You could talk me into it, but like we said, Chukagan uh, ideally not in the UFC anymore. Uh, Brian Kelleher, Chris Gutierrez, mm-hmm. TJ Brown versus David Onama. Okay, so right weight class for sure, and this fight would never ever happen. But I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate, Mister M. Ruffles, one fifteen. Okay, because wouldn't it be awesome to see James Kraus corner two fighters at the same time? <laughs> oh, it's one of these situations. <laughs> <laughs> and then you said, "How about them pats?" Uh, yeah, I know. I know. Listen, I'm not taking a shot, but I'm literally just saying the wizardry of James Krause to be able to like go to two different 
people and like two different sides. There's a corner and James Cross standing in the middle of two yeah, corners. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, both guys. I hope you didn't mean running between, like running around the side of the octagon. No, no, no. He's just in <laughs> There's the. There's a coin he, flip. Whoever. No, 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 no. He's just in. Uh, yeah, he's on the side, like cam, cam, like camera center. You know, like framed so the camera can see him. And it's just, yeah, is it, is in the middle uh, of uh, outside the cage, but in the middle of the, you know, of the of the area and uh, shouting at both guys. It'd be amazing. He probably, yeah. again, he probably does that in training. I'm sure he'd be, it'd be a very familiar scenario for him. Yes, I'm not taking a shot at you, M. Ruffles, even though you took a shot at the Patriots, but we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll let that slide because I don't want to go down this path right now. But I'm just saying, I, I know it's hard to keep track of who James Krause trains with now because he was cornering like 17 fighters on Saturday night. Uh, Dylan, Mike, what a fight. Cater versus Ortega. Not even a question at this point. Cater's the fourth best featherweight in the world, in my opinion. Can he beat the third best? Good promotion right there. Giga versus Rodriguez. Can you imagine the kicking in that fight? Uh, Royval versus Cody Garbrandt, AK. Cater, I saw a lot of that. And some people just said it as like almost as like a troll. Um, but I will say, is he, he said Cater is the fourth best welterweight. Okay, so the only question would be, Cater is the fourth best welterweight in the world. Featherweight. Volkanovski, Hollow, what did I say? Welterweight. Uh, Cater's the fourth best featherweight in the world. <laughs> Volkanovski, Holloway, Ortega. I don't know if I would let. I that's a big that's a big claim. The fourth best featherweight in the world. AJ McKee. I'll go outside the uh, AJ McKee. He's probably looking at. He's probably thinking UFC. Zombie. I mean, does this win make him better than Zombie? Does this win make him better than Yair? That's a wow. That's quite. That's bold. We really need to see these fights happen now because yeah, I'm, he has now earned the right certainly to to uh, have a chance to earn to 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 uh, to prove that. But uh, I I mean I don't know. We'll see how our rankings look uh, look in, in February. But that's a, that's a heck of a claim. Uh, Roy Val Garbrandt. Yeah, I, I I think you said you don't think Garbrandt's sticking around at uh, one twenty five, right? You think he'll probably go back to one thirty five? Probably. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Roy, Roy Val would be a very very. Uh, again, you know, we don't want to get in this whole discussion every time. I, w- I wish they could they could give him a lighter fight. But you're right. Knowing the UFC, they probably would throw him in there with uh, with Roy Val. And I think Roy Val might chew him up, if we're being honest. Yeah. If, if, if he does stay there, the fight is Garbrandt cap. But if he doesn't stay there, then the fight is Roy Val cap. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Uh, Borchev versus Terrence McKinney was uh, his other selection. What a, what a banger that would be. I don't think he's quite ready for that, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Anthony Lopez, you get a first timer, AK. First time submitting my matchups. We're on to the next one. Hi, Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Welcome to, welcome to the party, pal. Uh, Cater versus either Ortega or Josh Emmett. No matter the matchup, either one would be an amazing fight. Chukagian versus the winner of Tate Murphy. I'm sure if Misha wins, she'll get the title shot, but I feel like she proves herself a little more at flyweight before getting a title shot if she wins. He likes uh, Roy Valcap. Borshev versus Euros Medic. Collier versus Chris Barnett, AK. No, I I like them both so much. I don't want to see them, but I thought that made a lot. I was I, I surprised not one person uh, me, recommended that in my uh, DMs. And Anthony Lopez may have suggested the best matchup for Bill Algio, and I think you'll appreciate this. Bill Algio versus Billy Corintillo, the Battle of the Billies. Oh, geez, I didn't even make someone sent to me. I didn't even make that connection. They didn't say hashtag Billy on Billy. I don't know why. <laughs> both, uh, both have a win over one of my one of his best friends, Spike Carlisle. And he would love to know how that matchup plays out. So it's a little personal too for him. I thought you were going to say Algio Ryan Hall, uh, which I which I will get to later. But um, oh boy, Bill, Bill on Bill on Bill or Bill on the loser has to take on the other person. Like if Quarantillo <laughs> loses, then he's he's Bill Quarantillo from now on. 
And if uh, and if uh, Algio loses, then he is now Billy Algio. That, there it. we go. That's how it should be. I love it. Well done. Well done, Anthony. Thank you. And uh, your suggestions are, are welcome every week on this program. Uh, Hussein Habab, I believe, is uh, another new first-timer. Yes, it is. Uh, hey, Mike, first time send in for Otno and a huge fan of the show. Uh, he likes Giga versus Dan Ige. I like it. Uh, Kagan versus whoever the hell they want her to beat to get a rematch with Valentina. We've seen stranger things happen. Cough, Pena. Uh, oh, sorry. Back to the Giga thing for a second. There, there, I mean, there's a shared management there, right? But I mean, not not in such a way that they would... I don't think so. I, no? mean, I think Ige... Yeah, they're, Ige... Ige works yeah. some sort of PR with right. What's the Giga's deal team, but but is not his ma- but is not managed by the same. No, that's so confusing to me. Ige is managed by, I believe Ige is managed by Sucker Punch, but I could be okay. maybe, maybe things have changed over the last year. I'm not really sure. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So no issue there. Yeah. Uh, Collier versus Barnett, uh, Royval versus Pantoja two, McGee. Ver- Ooh, too maybe. soon. It's too soon. I I saw a lot of people recommended that. Is that not? That's way too soon. It's, it's one it, fight later. So and that was a, that was in, that was in August. And Pantoja Pantoja could very well if had Pantoja not been injured he might he'd be fighting for he there's a chance he'd be fighting for the title next week against Brandon uh, Royval. I mean uh, Brandon Moreno. I had people who sent it to me who I think clearly forgot that they just fought like 5 months ago. Um but that person specifically said two. You said that person specifically put two at the end. They, so they're aware it would be a rematch. Yeah. That's way too soon. That's a definitive victory for Fantosia. Why should he have to fight Roy Val again? No, I, I hate no. I Mike <laughs> Mike, I hate it. Wow. I hate that pick. Hussein, keep keep sending in picks. You you've actually <laughs> yeah, this is the first we, we've made history on the program. You've you've made AK a, l- a little upset. <laughs> Thank you for the picks. Thank you. Um McGee versus Nico Price was the other option. Nico Price versus anybody, really. I mean <laughs> Turd Ferguson says Calvin Cater should have to go back to the pecking order and fight Arnold Allen. Uh, I mean, if you're Arnold, if you're Arnold Allen, you should be calling for that fight. They tried to make that fight for several months, probably from like September to January. They tried to make that fight. It just Arnold Allen was still dealing with with a hand injury. I'm not sure when he's cleared. So, uh, but Calvin Cater beating Giga Chikadze, who was seven and zero in the UFC at the time, and maybe it went away from fighting for the title. That puts him that puts him ahead of Arnold Allen right now. Yeah. It just it just does that fight. That fight's not happening next. It's just not. Um, what else we got here? Uh, Borshev versus Jordan Levitz. Kind of interesting. That's actually pretty interesting. Be a good test. Levitz chin against uh, Borshev's ground game because Jordan Levitt, if he gets him down, could be over very quickly right after that. So I like that. And he likes Michael Trezano. Uh, the winner of Trezano Duwadu versus Brian Kelleher. They're saying keep Kelleher at 145. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that either. I like. Yeah, I, know, I know he's probably he's like fought as much at featherweight as he has at uh, bantamweight over the last couple of years because <laughs> of uh, COVID and stuff. You know, he just, he just needs to take fights. But um, uh, no, he's he is a 135er. Uh, Harry Dewaskin, Court McGee versus Francisco Trinaldo for some old man grindy kind of violence yeah yeah I, I that was another one i'd had to check if they i mean obviously they hadn't fought before because chanel was in a different weight class for the most part but for some reason in my mind i thought they had fought tj brown versus billy q kelleher vince morales Pickett to dorovich dusko still pretty young and Pickett can help build him back up after his losing streak algio venata that's fun slava claus versus demir hadzovich chikagian is going to sign with bellator and fight alejandro lara i like it 
Uh, Collier versus Rodrigo Nascimento. And he likes Calvin Cater versus Josh Emmett. Yair and Ortega are fair, but I think they end up becoming way bigger wars than Cater needs. Let him box up Emmett in a main event. Wow, that's a, that's a lot of confidence right there. That's a lot of confidence. No respect. No respect. No respect. Good. You know what? You you New England, you New England boys thrive on that. So, uh, well, no respect for Emmett. They feel like Emmett, he'll just go in there and just outbox Emmett and just piece oh, him I up. Oh, I thought you. I thought I thought it was the other. I thought you said the other way around. I was like I was like wow. Yeah, they said it seemed to me like he was making that fight as a favor. Let me just go back and read this. Yeah. Uh, I think Yair and Ortega become way bigger wars than Cater needs. Let him box up Emmett in a main event. So he's just got, is, he's suggesting in a way, not that he means it in a disrespectful way, but pairing Cater up with Emmett would be kind of a favor to Calvin Cater. <laughs> oh, okay. Emmett's that's a, not a- that's not a favor for anybody. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, Gerard Biagin, fights to make. I got a lot. I, I'm surprised how many of these I got. He likes Chikadze versus Shane Burgos, AK. Your thoughts on that? I like it. I think that's the right range. I I, I think, uh, one, Shane's a very likable fighter. I think he he deserves a step up in competition, as it were. Um, again, there, there are a lot of... Um, high risk medium reward fights ahead for uh, Giga Chikadze right now after you take a loss like that he's in no position to campaign uh, to fight a top 10 guy right now I'm not saying the UFC won't give him that but at this point you just have to go back to facing uh, tough guys and again one of the deepest divisions in all of MMA so I have no problem with the Burgos matchup again if you're Chikadze you should look at that as a winnable fight one that gets you keeps 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 your spot in the, in the rankings um, and, and Burgos of course you jump on in second because you win that one. There you go. You finally get your, you know, you get your own ranking. So yeah, I, lo- I love it. Uh, and he likes Court McGee versus Danny Roberts. The rest we've already talked about. Our man Francesco from Italy. Let's see if we got Collier versus Juan Espino. Okay, Juan Espino is very active on Twitter. Watching the card on Saturday and it's confusing sometimes. Yeah, very much so. Uh, he likes Chikagian versus Fioro. If Fioro beats Jessica, I. Uh, what else do we got? Aljo versus Darren Elkins. Okay. I saw a lot of that. Uh, yeah, look, Darren Elkins is—he—he's has so much experience, so it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Oh well, you know, don't throw him in there with someone who only has whatever three or four UFC fights because he has more experience than everybody. So, uh, yeah, I like the idea. Um, again, yeah, a good chance for Aljo to 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 keep this, uh, you know, keep what it, this good this good run going against a guy who I would have pretty far ahead of him in my in my personal rankings. Um, so yeah, and again, you, you know, there's always that fun uh, chance for late Elkins magic. So uh, that one probably goes the distance, and you probably get a wild third round. Tino Alvarez, first timer, did my research. Hope you guys enjoy. All right, we'll put you to the test. Kalen Chikagin, sign outside of the UFC. It works out for everybody. Okay. Uh, Bill Algio versus Camuela Kirk, and Brian Kelleher versus Casey Kenny. I like it. T.J. Brown versus Damon Jackson. I like it. Is I like that as well. I was amazed I hadn't thought of Kelleher Kenny. I do think that is the uh, the right fight for to make for both guys. Uh, Max underscore block wants a Otno point for Dustin Jacoby versus uh, Michelle Olegzaychek, and sure you can have a point. Uh, ho- hopefully, I'm not too late to make my one pick for the week. Uh, and he's picking Brand Rival versus Cody Garbrandt. I think I just got a couple more here. Three more. Robbie Ryan. Hard to get too excited after this one. Jakagian versus I Fiero winner. Not ready for another title shot. Uh, I had Collier versus Hardy. Cut Sherman again. But Justin Toffa just changed my mind. F Greg Hardy. Okay. Good. 
Uh, bring on the heavyweight carnage next week. Let's see Giga versus let's see Giga versus Ortega. Yeah, I, I, most people I saw were doing some sort of mix of of Kata Ortega, Kata Yair, and then and then Chikadze Ortega. Or Ch- Actually, I didn't know I saw any Chikadze Ortega. I don't don't think you threw that out there, right? I didn't see Chikadze Ortega. Did you? No, that was the first time I've seen that one. I believe. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen that. Hmm. Uh, I've seen yeah a lot of Chikadze Yairs, but that was the first Chikadze Ortega that I saw. Matt Ravelli. Ready for another year of fights. Only two fights I'm really looking for right now. Jamie Pickett versus Eric Anders. Borshev versus Luigi Vendramini. And, oh, I got to go to the email on this one. Excuse me. Forgot Tristan Gordet. Uh, oh, going to the magic. Going to he the was, magic of he the wasn't email. Gonna miss, he wasn't going to miss the first show of 2022. He, he did ask me. He said, is it okay if I email you? Because he emailed some predictions for the predictions extravaganza. And he said he emailed them to me. I said, no, you didn't. And then I looked at my spam, and there they were. So I said, that's, just remind me. Just remind me. Well, that's me. really where Tristan's comments belong half the time. So Wow. I mean. <laughs> Holy moly. I'm trying to see. I'm trying to see if there's anything new and exciting here. Um, I'll, read, I'll, read his, I'll read his Calvin Cater, Brian Ortega description because everything else has already been said this fight would definitely have to be on a pay-per-view card with a crowd this fight rules so much because you're getting regular and spinning elbows from both guys elbow hashtag elbow on elbow i like it and let's see what this comment (laughs) that sounds sounds painful (laughs) elbow elbow on elbow uh and mr heck i leave you these words in regards to your boy calvin cater from the character michael corleone of the godfather don't ever take sides with anyone against the family again ever (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well said, Tristan. It's correct. That, that, that is accurate. Yes. I mean, I, I laid out the blueprint. I just didn't have the, uh, as Mick Foley would say, the testicular fortitude to pick Calvin Cater in that spot. Maybe, maybe a little reverse jinxing going on there. Did you do a little reverse jinxing? I'll go with that, AK. How about that? <laughs> Not that I believe in that sort of thing, but I know you New Englanders are very superstitious. Especially when Super when superstitious. When it comes to your, your sports. Yes. AK, I turn it over to you, my friend. Yeah, all right. So we mentioned a bunch of these already. Uh, uh, for Cater, yeah, Emmett, uh, Emmett was uh, was I think as popular, if actually not more popular than Year. I got I saw a lot of Cater versus Emmett. So those were the top two with Emmett, maybe with a slight edge. So uh, while I just said, you know, I'd like to see the mix of Cater, uh, Chikadze, Ortega, Year. Emmett clearly is a name that that could factor in there. So that's that's actually interesting. Um, and for Cater versus Ortega, uh, I just want to read a comment from Marcus McGee. He says this would be East Coast versus West Coast, striker versus grappler. Uh, chin from hell versus well chin from hell uh, both chins having been fully submerged in the river sticks So I like that. I like the mythological reference there. So uh, yeah, I mean Cater's Ch- Ch- stock just so high uh, Chikadze, like I said you mentioned Chikadze Burgos. I love it. A lot of listeners were in on that and Chikadze Ike was the other one uh, Collier versus Porter Denny caps calling this <laughs> Saying this would be for the JMF belt the jiggliest MFR. <laughs> Let me just say first of all uh, uh, Collier and Parker Porter, gentlemen, you are both beautiful, and uh, any any any, you know, cracks people are making fun of your body types are definitely in good fun. You're both a, a couple of beautiful bastards, and uh, don't let anyone tell you different. Uh, Collier versus Tafa, also a very popular pick. Uh, the Roy Val versus Garbrandt thing. Dad Jackson, he suggests that and just put LMAO after mentioning it. So I I don't know. Again, like I said, I don't know if people are serious or they just think that'd be really funny and that Garbrandt would get harmed again. Uh, Roy Valley, yep, Cop and the Press Schnell winner. Those are the two big ones. Chukagan versus Andrea Lee, the one I saw the most, but again, we did see the McFarland talk. Uh, Terrence Leverett saying Caitlin goes to Bellator, where she's appreciated more, and her versus Alima for a number one contender fight. That makes a lot of sense. Um, 
And the other popular offer, Tyler Santos. So some people I know last time wanted to just see Tyler Santos get the next title shot. Others, if Chikagian sticks around, keep being that gatekeeper, I guess, and uh, possibly cost, <laughs> possibly knock off another contender in Tyler Santos. But I, I think that's a winnable fight for Tyler. So uh, Borshev versus, uh, yes, uh, Jordan Levitt. Uh, our pal Michael Conifray of the Otno and MMA Fighting Memes page says, no matter who wins, we're going to see some sexy dance moves at the end. So that, to me, is the best reason to make any fight, Mike. Touche. Uh, <laughs> Pickett, uh, Eric Anders, and Dusko Todorovic, the most popular picks for him. Did you say McGee versus Ian Gary at all? I did not. I don't think so. So I got a couple of those. Uh, uh, Ireland's own Barry O'Reilly saying, big test for Gary, who would gain a ton of respect he spelled ton the uh, English way, by the way, T-O-N-N-E, uh, if he beat someone so experienced. And we just saw what Court did to an up-and-comer. So, uh, again, I, I think that'd be a little bit too soon for Ian Gary. Obviously, only one fight in the UFC. But, but, for Ian Gary, you get that win. That's a huge, really, really fast jump up the rankings. That puts you, again, top 35, top 30, if you if you starch Court McGee. Maybe higher, depending on who you talk to. And then, uh, and Court McGee, like you said, uh, hey, he's got a reputation for knocking off up-and-comers. Um, Kelly heard there was a bunch. A lot of people are saying be Bukak Romanov. Uh, but yes, I also saw David Grant, Chris Gutierrez, Hani Yaya. A couple people want to see that. A little, uh, that would, and I think Frank Kelly would, would love that fight. Jump at that. It'd be so much, such a fun fight. And uh, TJ Brown, a lot. The most I saw, just rebook the Mowgli, Mowgli Benitez fight. Uh, so going to emails, I got a few here. Jay Donaghy. Big shout outs to Calvin. And then uh, says Algio versus Danny Chavez uh, and Borshev versus Mark Chikizi. Uh, and, and also this was saying for the best post-fight dance champ. So a lot of people just want to see Borshev dance some more and find a literal dance partner. Uh, Casey Carpenter, uh, bring in the compliments to start off 2022. And then also uh, uh, one good one here. Algio versus Herbert Burns. Sure. And then back to Denny Caps. Uh, he'd sorry, so some did say Chikazi Ortega, and uh, Caps Denny was one of them. Royval versus Sumadeerji. Borshev versus. I need your thoughts on this one, Mike. Uh, I'll read this one out too. I'll read the whole thing first. Borshev versus. This is tough. Only other lightweight fighters who are one and only UFC are like Goram Kutadlatse, who I think is way too much for him, or Patty Pimblett who is, uh, of course, rumored to be matched up with Jared Gordon. However, since Gordon is 6-3, and three, I think the Patty matchup would be the best, but UFC seems to wrong, re- really want to push him, so I doubt it happens. Screw it. Official Otno pick. Wow. Borshev versus Patty the Batty. I mean, hashtag I'd watch. <laughs> I mean, I'd definitely watch it. Um, man, I'm torn because, I mean... I'm getting myself more excited the more I think about it. But Borshev is a guy I think that could become a star for them. Like, not a giant star. Like, not to the Pimblet level, but a guy mm-hmm. that you can build upon and yeah. make funny videos and gifts about and, and put him over in a fun way. And throwing him in there with Patty, especially, like, in London, probably not the best way to do that. Because you think you got to imagine Patty's going to fight on that London card. Sure. So, that's a... F- I bring up this cliche a lot, but this that's Mr. Ripe and not Mr. Right now, if that makes sense. Borsha's takedown defense looks legit, though. I don't know. I mean, that, Pim, Patty would probably be the best grappler he's faced yet, but, man, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, it does. I, I agree, too early, but that's a cool matchup, though. I do hope we see that someday. That's a cool fight. It's a good top 15 kind of storyline, uh-huh. 2024. Like, wow. I can't wait that long. You can't wait two years. I'm an, for that I'm, fight? An, I'm an MMA fan. I can't wait that long. Mid 2023. 
end of 2022. Let's go. Bill wow. uh, <laughs> Algio, Andre Feely, uh, Joe Anderson, Brito, Derek Minner, Brian Keller. Uh, there's a, there's <sighs> Kelleher, Casey Kenny. Oh, you like which one? Brito Minner? Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. That your that piqued your interest. Brito's good, man, and that's the kind of that. Those are the kind of fights he needs. He needs those fights with guys that aren't going to go away easily. And Minner is exactly that. Yes. You've seen, I mean, you watched it. Brito, Brito is a powerhouse. He is jacked. He's huge for this division. Like, Algio is the taller fighter, but Brito mm-hmm. is, is, is monstrous. Yeah. Yeah. But you could tell, like, you, you saw it. He fades down the stretch quite a bit. And Minner's the kind of test that he would need. So, yeah, I like that fight a lot. Thank you, email people. This is about now on to IG. We have a newcomer, Fedor Sweater, on Instagram. Uh, with a sneaky, this is a sneaky pick if this one comes out. Uh, Borshev versus the Miller Mota winner. That's going down February 19th. Now, I know people say Miller has a million UFC fights. Borshev has one, but this wouldn't be the first. Jim Miller has fought people from anyone. People who have 20 UFC fights. People have fought like two Eric Gonzalez, who had one. Eight, right? who, it was, was zero. Debut. zero. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think was the biggest, I think people said was the biggest discrepancy ever in UFC experience. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. If Miller uh, beats Mota, or if Miller loses to Mota, you can see that fight happen. But I, I like the thinking there. It's a nice sneaky pick. I didn't see anyone else uh, recommend the winner of that fight, winner or loser of that fight. Uh, back to our boy, Michael Conifrey, the memes page. Uh, TJ Brown versus uh, TJ Laramie. <gasps> On TJ, uh, he said, "Let's start off with some TJ on TJ violence." <laughs> TJ Larry loser, loser changes their name to BJ. Okay, I don't. <laughs> is that short? Wow. Fine. Whatever. Cool. Thank you. I like cool. I like the idea. I think you went a little too far. I think you took it like two steps too far. But uh, I like I like the concept conceptually. It's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very nice concept. Uh, Dad Jackson, Chase Sherman cut to two hundred five. Do you think that's small? He's about six foot four with pretty good range. He, uh, it's hard for us to say with the eye test if someone could cut to 205. Probably he could. Would he be effective there? He's like he's pretty like in shape at heavyweight. I don't know. I, I saw a lot of I, I saw people suggest that Collier should try to drop to 205. Who I mean he came waited up at 260 from, something. He came up from 185, didn't he? So yeah. So right, he was used to be a middleweight. So it's not definitely not impossible for him. But he looks like he's loving life at heavyweight. So Chase, here's the thing about Chase Sherman. He has a lot of good people around him. He has a lot of options in front of him. Mm. Should he decide, should the UFC decide to cut ties, which is, I don't know, it's, I'd say 50 50. It, it, it's probably looking at it with a glass half full for Mr. Sherman. He can go to BKFC. He can go GFL. to Gamebred FC. Come on. PFL. He, He's got to do a PFL heavyweight run. Has he, to. He could go to PFL. He'd go Has to Gamebred to. FC. He could fight for Jorge Mazadal's Icon FC promotion. Like, he knows all of those people. So finding fights and finding opportunities will not be difficult for Chase Sherman. So he's got plenty of options. He'll be able to fight if he if he wants to. And he be could do it at heavyweight. So yeah, good on him. If he stays in the UFC, great. If not, he's gonna be fine. Friend I'm wondering, he weighed in at a svelte two fifty. So not near the head no, pretty far away from the heavyweight limit. Yeah, I'm just saying maybe. Yeah. No, but I agree. I think there's a lot of options of heavyweight. There's no reason to starve and kill himself down to 205. Uh, uh, Algio versus TJ Brown. Borshev versus Leonardo Santos. Um, again, Borshev's takedown defense keeps getting so much better. But, man, I don't I don't think he's ready for Leonardo, Leonardo Santos yet. But, I don't know. There's the age gap, too. Maybe people think Santos on his way down. Borshev, I don't, I don't love it. There's no need to, like... 
what what is the need to rush him and Jamie Pickett right now? Why 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 can't we just slowly build them up? Like the Jamie Pickett to Ron Win. Yeah, Jamie Pickett to Ron Win is a fine fight. Like beating a guy who apparently legally changed his name to Ugly Man Joe because that's what <laughs> Bruce Buffer called him. There was no Joseph Holmes. His name they said weighing in at 185 pounds, Ugly Man Joe. Like oh, he that's didn't a, even say the Holmes. No, he said Ugly Man Joe. That's why I, I posted that. on our private that's channel. Right. I'm like, so he's just Ugly Man Joe now. Like that's, that's his right. name. He wants branding. to be even Brentford Joe was like, well, you can in the fighting meet, fighter meeting. He said all he, he wants to only be known as Ugly Man Joe moving forward. Did he come out to "I Hate Everything About You" by Ugly Kid Joe? He didn't. I don't think we don't get to see the the walkouts. I have to look this up. If he hasn't, he should bring that one back. Ugly Man Joe. He is also probably how old is guy? I imagine he's 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 younger than us, Mike. He's uh, in his twenties. He's like he 27, 20. He's 27. He has no idea what Ugly Kid Joe is. Never mind. <laughs> there's, there's zero chance that he's familiar with Ugly Kid Joe. Yeah, it's wild. And then Borshev, Borshev could just fight anybody. People just want to see him fight. There's, you, you literally can put him in there with anybody, and it's fine. And, and yeah, I got a lot of a lot of random ones here. Uh, where was? Oh gosh, I lost my. What was I talking about? Um, yeah, no means. Borshev fighting for the title, yes, yes. things like that. Yeah, sure. Throw him right in there. Um, uh, MMA heads coming in with Borshev, Borshev versus Bahamondes Zhurong, uh, Rong, uh, Rong, excuse me, Rong Zhu winner, February 26th, sure. Um, Aljo Ryan Hall, there we go, that's what I was looking for. Pickett versus, I like this, There, here's a sensible Pickett pick. Pickett versus the Brian Battle, uh, uh, Treshawn Gore winner, February 5th. There we go. That, that, no, that is fine. You. That is fine. Yes, thank you. Especially if Brian uh, Battle wins, because he's the actual Ultimate Fighter champion right now, right? Yes. And Gore uh, was supposed Brian to be Battle, the exactly. the opponent. Yes. This is the this is the makeup uh, Ultimate Fighter finale. <laughs> Especially if Battle wins, that fight makes perfect sense. Yes. Uh, Matt Bradbury coming in. I'm call, by the way. I think my I'm making a resolution. Not a resolution. I think I'm gonna call people out a little bit more for like not knowing that I'm matching. Normally, I just skip over them. T.J. Brown versus Mirsad Bektich. Uh, this is from Matt Bradbury. Bektich is retired. Uh, come on, guys. Uh, and, and there was some other. And Matt Bradbury, I'm sorry. There's some other. I'm not going to bring up all the little mistakes. You got to keep track of this stuff, guys. Especially a wily veteran like Mr. Bradbury. Like, oh, he's great. He's, he, great. he's like one of the OGs of the program. Well, look, some of his other picks are excellent. Uh, uh, Court McGee versus Abubakar and Magomedov. I like Ooh. that. He, he also recommended Bill on Billy. And uh, <laughs> this would be too much too soon, but uh, this fight would be sick one day. And, and frankly, we just need to see this guy come back. Uh, Borshev versus Mike Davis. Uh, who has not fought in a year now? Um, so again, probably Mike Davis a bit a bit ahead of him, but uh, yeah. he, but he also hasn't fought in a year. So this is the point where the UFC matchmakers, uh, I think, you kind of lose whatever whatever he gained from that win over uh, uh, Mason Jones. I, I think he might have to climb. He might have to climb back up. So maybe they give him Borsha. I'd love that fight. Would be insane. Yeah, a little teammate on t- a little uh, maybe revenge for the teammate. Mason Jones is a team alpha male fighter now. So oh, we that's got, right. We got some some smoke there. I got to say this this. Mike Davis, the, I would love to see a 30 for 30 on Mike Davis's UFC career. What's up? What's up? This dude. So I did this like 50 minute interview with Mike Davis after he beat Mason Jones last year. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, the interview never got released. Okay. The video interview never got released. The write up never got released. I don't know why. It, it might have just got lost in the shuffle. I remember this. Okay. But yes. oh my Lord, like the injuries he was going through before the Mason Jones fight, the injuries he suffered in the Mason Jones fight, the injuries he suffered prior to booking the mason jones fight dude got ran over by a car like all sorts of craziness that this guy has gone through and apparently mike jones is mike jones mike davis is on his way back to fighting again so i don't know when it happens nothing's on the books yet but 
He is training. He's trying to get back. I don't know if he's fully cleared yet, but the guy's been through a ton, like an incredible amount of adversity. It's that, it's insane. That fight with Mason Jones was a war. Uh, so thank goodness. Like, look, this is, might be this is a blessing in disguise. If he's ha- he's getting a chance to just heal up, rest his injuries, train at his own pace, not worry about cutting weight, just training and getting like like one Calvin Cater did this past. I saw some people saying like, oh, what a shame that Calvin Cater hasn't fought in a year. And I'm like, I'm sure he would have liked to have fight again, but. It, this this can only be good for Calvin Cater's career. So hopefully the same is for Mike Davis. Rest, recover, only focus on improving, not a specific opponent. When we see Mike Davis again, he's going to be a lot better. So, uh, but I still I wouldn't mind seeing him play Porsche at all. Uh, and then that's Chukagian versus the uh, Joanne Wood Alexa Grasso winner, which has been moved to uh, March 26th. So Matt Bradbury, some good picks. I, I call you on good fun. And I just want to remind people because I think I've seen other people mention Beck Titch and some other shows. So I think I have to lay down the law here and remind people he is retired. Uh, Toon has a really good one. Collier versus Bozer and uh, Borshev versus Moises. So great job, IG crew. Let's go. Let's end with our Twitter. Let's end with our Twitter family who came in hot for the first year. Uh, back to Mr. McGahee. McGahee, uh, McGahee saying McGee versus Lyman Good. Borshev versus uh, Levy. Nathan Levy and uh, Algeo versus Omar Morales. TJ Brown. Ludovic Klein. Brandon, uh, Braden O'Neill, Borchev versus Medich. Yes, that was, I know that's mentioned. Uh, McGee versus Ronaldo, Ken, Kelleher, Kenny. So, uh, Dax at Pike Putt, Roy Val versus Nikolaou Dvorak, winner, March 26th. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm very high on uh, Mateus Nikolaou, more so than most for some reason. And I think if he wins, that's definitely a very, very logical matchup to make. Um, Barry O'Reilly. Let me just let me pick some good ones here. Pickett versus Albert Durayev, sure. And I wanted to read out what they had to say about Algio versus. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. I gotta keep, I gotta tee this one up. I gotta tee this one up. <laughs> here is my Muy Caliente pick for the year. It, it's it. The year just started, Barry. I love it. Oh my God, UFC signs. Brendan Lachnan at some stage. I'm, I apologize, by the way, to our, our good friend uh, Pizza Carroll for butchering that. He tried to teach me how to pronounce that name. I'm never going to get it. Uh, and we get a rematch for the Contender Series where Lachnan will get the chance to either repeat history and go for a takedown late uh, <laughs> or finish the fight with a knockout. And he says, hey, listen, it's a muy caliente pick for a reason. So perhaps the vindication of uh, Brendan Lachnan if, if the UFC brings him back. <laughs> but, uh, well, I hate to be the uh, the bearer of bad news, but uh, Brendan Lachnan, I believe as of four days ago as we record this, already inked his new 2022 deal with the Professional Fighters League. So I don't think we're going to be seeing Mr. Lachnan anywhere else in 2022. What happened to him? Oh, okay. I'm trying to remember. Okay, he lost to Movlead. He lost to Movlead in the uh, ter- split decision. Okay, so yeah, he should make another run at the million. That's yep. the logical, yeah, that's the logical thing to do. Uh, he is he resigned. Dana White, you missed out. I'm sorry. Uh, Chikadze versus Evloyev. Yeah, because Evloyev needs a new opponent now. Man, another undefeated. I know people said Boy. Deporia. Boy. Uh, Scott McCray does not have a fight suggestion. Just want This is for you, Mike. Uh, I want to see Benjamin Duffy, Sure Dog Zone, Benjamin Duffy, Battle of Jed Mishu and BTL. Both are epic flamethrowers of satire and chaos. Uh, Mike has unofficially said that he will try and book it. I guess you, you exchanged messages. I don't know. Or you said it on, on Twitter, I think. Yes. Uh, and... Uh, but uh, Scott says, I will keep asking until it gets made. <laughs> so, And thanks in advance. <laughs> I will do my best. Uh, Jed has a date with Destiny next week, and then yes. we'll go from there. Listen, when you're, de- and when you're dealing, like you said, with volatile flamethrowers, God only knows what, uh, what, what happened when you try to put them on the same page. Uh, Garrett Thompson just wants to say, Massachusetts, stand up, other than the Patriots. But um, 
otherwise a fellow New Englander. So, uh, Garrett Thompson, I think their, their support is appreciated. Uh, he says, did we say Song Yudong is booked? Okay, I guess I got to say so. He wanted Kelleher versus Song Yudong. Yeah, Yudong is booked. Yudong is booked. Okay, so I like that matchup still, but apparently that's not going to happen. Seamus Law. Algio versus Pierce Lingo winner. They're fighting February 19th. Uh, McGee versus Matt Brown Barbarina winner March 26th. Again, I've, I've championed the, match Brown, the Matt Brown fight a lot. I just like their shared sto- story, and I'm sure it's something ESPN would, would, would dig into as well, just that coming overcoming that adversity before uh, embarking on successful uh, MMA careers. Um, TJ Brown versus Jai Herbert. I like that one a lot. Yeah. Is Herbert, Herbert's a 55er, isn't he? Oh, I guess he recommended this because TJ Brown just fought, I, that fight was a 155 because it was on a short notice. Yeah, is he? Yes. Yeah, Brown's a 40. Brown's typically a 45er. Okay. Hey, you know, hey, maybe. Hey, listen, if it happens, it happens. If it happens, it happens. I like the matchup, by the way, on paper. Uh, also, I feel like Herbert, is he a big 155er? Should he not? I don't know. Again, this is some eye test stuff here. Uh, Hayes III, I want to read his opening here. He says. Uh, he really enjoyed the shows we did uh, in the interim. Thank you, Hayes. They were a lot of work and we were ha- very fun to do. Love the ranking show as well. And this says they agree with me and not liking how Jed does his rankings. He has an, <laughs> an understandable <laughs> villain origin story. Uh, and he agrees that, you know, with me from a meritocratic perspective, it makes no sense to do things like rank Jan over Sterling, Yuri over Glover, Max over Volk, all that stuff. So uh, thank you. I agree. It's uh, this is something I'm going to have to deal with for a while. Hayes, we'll 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 get through this together. Uh, Chikadze versus the Caceres Yusuf winner. Uh, I know this is mentioned. I like the thinking here. They said it, it might be a good opportunity for Bryce Mitchell if he beats Barbosa or Evloyev uh, since his fight with Tapuria isn't happening now. But I think Giga is still a very good prospect. I'd rather not pair those guys together. Uh, Yusuf is a good prospect too, just a bit below Mitchell and Vloyev in my eyes at the moment. And um, also, I wouldn't want to throw uh, Giga in there with a high-level wrestler since he still needs to develop that side of his game. That's that's well reasoned. I think that's that's logical. Right, but can we consider Giga a prospect at 34 years of age? <sighs> he is also what like this is what his 17th, 18th pro fight, I think. Like he's had some he's he's experienced in MMA. Yeah, like Manafioro is on like the cusp is on that line because she's 30 but she's got a ton of combat career like yes. combat experience so sure. i think like she's on the cutoff almost of being a prospect i think we could still kind she leans on the right side of the fence of prospect but like if she beats just guy i think that probably like uh-huh. eliminates the prospect adjective altogether i'm with you i think i think we might be out of there um Pickett versus Dolce Lundjambula, Cody Brundage winner. I just need to be reminded this fight was happening. That's going on March 12th. Again, this is the right range. I think that's that's a good yeah. pick. Uh, I'll jump ahead here to Liam Perry. Uh, Liam, thanks for the picks as always. Uh, Chikadze versus Tapura Jordan winner, UFC 270. That's happening next week. Collier versus Philippe Linz, who for some reason I thought had been released. He has not, so good pick there, Liam Perry. Borshev versus Alan Patrick. I don't even know where that guy is right now. Uh, he said TJ Brown versus Choi. I assume he means Sung Woo and not uh, Du Ho. But uh, Du Ho is probably due to come back sometime soon. I think he started his military. I think he did military uh, service, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's why we have not seen young Du Ho in the cage since uh, December 2019. But that is uh, usually two years mandatory. So that two years would have just passed. So he was booked. But Du Ho Choi was booked to fight in July. Oh, so is it? Against... Injury? Danny Chavez and Choi got in. There's an injury. Oh, okay. So it's not, so, the, not the military I, service. Then. Yeah, I mean, it's he. It, but I think, think that was his first fight after the military service. If memory, if I, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Um, his like second go around. Okay, so we're dealing. So with- I mean, it's not out of the realm possibility. So Liam Perry, I have no either choice. or either or. 
Liam Perry, I have no choice. Uh, I have no idea what choice you're referring to. You will need to clarify that in the future. I, uh, listeners, I apologize for reading that one out. That is uh, that was I should not have read it out. The choice, the choice was not made clear. Um, <laughs> half, half points on the line. You might lose a point here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'd be like say you know if there's two Nurmagomedovs in the same weight class and just saying oh yeah versus Nurmagomedov. It's like no, you got to be come on, come on now. Uh, Four Corner Sports NY wants to see Roy Val get Askarov if Askarov uh, loses to Kai Car France. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If Askarov loses to Kai Car France, that is actually not a crazy fight. Um, and frankly, uh, uh, again, Askarov might not have a choice. He's going to have to fight someone in the top 10 still. Uh, and Roy Val might be that name. Uh, just a few more here. Nate Andrews uh, just making it in. And they wanted to say oh, one of their good ones, uh, Borshev versus uh, Holtzman, Scott Holtzman. Yes, I think that's a, if you're trying oh, to build up man. Borshev. If you're trying to build up Borshev, that's a good matchup. Win or lose, that's a good matchup for him. That's either a highlight real win or he learns something from uh, fighting a tough veteran in Holtzman. Uh, please tell Mike it's time to circle the wagons. Hashtag Bills Mafia. Uh, respectfully, of course. Respectfully. All right. At least you're doing it respectful, respectfully. Uh, I mean, well, I, I added the respectfully, but they did say please, and there's no other trash talk. It's just, you know, right. just throw some. Listen, some... Thank, you know what? Congratulations on the victory. I hope you beat the Chiefs. You're not going to, but I hope you do. Yeah, and Nate, especially if you live in Buffalo, again, like I know you need this, so uh, congratulations on the win. That's that was a big one. Um, I people from Buffalo are gonna hate me so much. Uh, I'm I'm just not a fan. Uh, Chris, <laughs> I've said more bad things about Buffalo today than you have. So, uh, Mike, you've been very respectful to to Buffalo. I have been very disrespectful. Uh, okay, last two here, Chris at Dragon Slayer two. Mike, what do you think of this? Because this is again a puzzle. We've not a puzzle, but a situation we've been trying to solve for the longest time. Is Jake Collier the right name for Walt Harris? Hmm. Is this the feel-good fight for Walt Harris we've been looking for? I mean, after the after, after the ground attack and the submission, I don't know. If Collier knocked him out, yeah, I don't know. I'm a, I, I don't want to see. I want to see Walt in there with a the guy who will stand and just bang with him the entire time. Like and we that's, all think Tai Tuivasa, right? We all want the Tai Tuivasa one. But. Yeah, Tai's way too far ahead now. Now, so yeah. That fight doesn't make yeah. sense. But at the no. time, it did because it's two dudes who are just going to go in there and just absolutely sling at each other, and someone would go down. And if it's a fight, Walt could, could win because of the stylistic variety behind it. Now... <sighs> Walt Harris, Chris Barnett would be a very fun, would actually be pretty fun. I think, yeah. I was going to say, I think Barnett cleans his clock, but actually I have no idea. I can't predict any Chris Barnett fights. The guy's is wild. So <laughs> I like this one, though. So Chris, uh, Dragon sure. Slayer 2, I'm going to give you a big odd no point if this one gets made. I really like that one. And let us end with uh, a regular contributor, former uh, New York Yankees GM, Brian Cashman, who uh, I guess with his free time now has nothing to do but make fight picks. Uh, let me read this one out. Calvin Cater should fight Dan Hooker. No other option works. Uh, also, AK, I don't know if you you watched. Uh, I don't know if you watched the main event, but I noticed every time a strike worked for Cater on Giga, Giga would try and copy it or mirror what Cater was doing. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's a possibility. Uh, so I, I, I like that. Uh, but I I'll go back to the beginning of the, that, that statement. If Dan Hooker has been saying return to 145, Mike, how do you feel? Is Calvin Cater the guy? To, I mean, Calvin Cater again. I. I Ahead of him, I know, I know. Like so far ahead of him, it's not even funny at this you point. You don't think you don't think he'd take that fight though? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. How about Chikadze Hooker? That I think that's better. Oh, oh. But either way, I like the idea, uh, uh, Brian Cashman. Thank you for the picks uh, for uh, 
of him getting one of those guys. I do think Hooker would be cool. I do think that's the right, yeah, that's the right range for him. Maybe Chikadze is the better way to go. I mean, Hooker is a great name for uh, this division because of some of the guy because of the Taporias and the Avloyevs and the names like that, the Lerone Murphys of the world. Like when they're on their way up, like if Lerone Murphy wins another fight, he's probably a top fifteen guy looking for a big fight. Like that, those are the guys who should be fighting Dan Hooker right now. Mm-hmm. Calvin Cater should not be fighting Dan Hooker right now. Calvin All Cater right. should be fighting Yair Rodriguez, Josh Emmett at worst. Just because of the streak that Emmett's on, and I don't even like that that uh, that much. Brian Ortega is so Yair, Emmett, Ortega, or Volkanovski. Those that's it. Those are the fights. Um, and it's only and I only say Volkanovski. And like I said at the beginning, if you skipped ahead to this point, that's if Volkanovski just rolls Korean Zombie and he's like, dude, I want to fight in June. Give me Calvin Cater. Let's go. That would make sense. Cater's the only guy. You could do Yair, but he's coming off a loss. Cater's coming off a, a win over a guy that would have been next in line. So, yeah, I, I just, to, to a guy who potentially has like a 15% chance of fighting for the title next, yeah, no, you can't do that to him. Dan Hooker's not that, is not that guy, and I don't like it. So, uh, so uh, Brian Cashman's statement that no other option works, incorrect. There's, there's three <laughs> other options that work. <laughs> there are apparently many other options. Maybe four. Uh, but thank, thank you, Brian Cash, for, for closing out uh, our picks this week. So happy to have the listeners sending in picks again. Uh, I missed guys. I missed you so much. Thank, thank you, everyone, by the way, who also sent in questions and buy sell questions and predictions for the shows in between. We couldn't have done those shows without you. Keep that stuff coming, guys. Keep that stuff coming in 2022. 2022 is going to be a fantastic year. Uh, the year of the tiger in the Chinese lunar calendar, not the year of the raw dog. It will never be the year of the raw dog. I love. I I I, I think so highly of Brandon Royval. That raw dog thing is the only thing I don't like about him. Uh, but thank you, guys. Keep sending those picks. Uh, hit me up at Alexander K. Lee on Twitter, at Alexander K. K. Lee on Instagram. My DMs are open. You do not need to follow me. If you want to, please do. And uh, uh, my email at uh, – oh, sorry, not at Alex.Lee at SBNation.com. Mike, first show of the year. Let them know, please. Where can they get you? Mike underscore heck JR on Instagram. Best way to do it. That yeah. is the best way to do it. Slide um, in those DMs. Yeah, slide into the DMs. And keep up the same energy. I really like it. Now, I, I'm going to address something because it is it has been brought up. People were very happy about seeing our shining faces in this program on YouTube. And you're probably thinking to yourself, why aren't you on YouTube this week? So we have had an internal discussion here at MMA Fighting. And we did say this on the Predictions Extravaganza show. It's not something we're going to do every week. However, next week is a pay-per-view. Next week is UFC 270. We're going to video on Sunday. We're going to go live on Sunday. Probably in our pajamas. Maybe our bathrobes. No, no, no. We will looking be. crusty and tired. <laughs> and we will be in our Sunday best, guys. We'll, we'll be, be in our, our Sunday, Sunday best. best. Probably around 10 a.m. Eastern time. So a lot of you are going to be like, ugh. Probably going to have to catch the replay, which is fine. Are we going live? Oh, wait. We're going live? It's the easiest way to do it. Oh, Lord, it's just the easiest way to do it. We're trying we're oh, trying to make it easy. Gosh. And for those early birds, if you got kids, if your kid woke you up early, you got something to do. Mike, can, I don't think we can people don't know. We actually record like six hours of Otno and then you edit it down into like a ninety minute We I, we gotta reveal the Mike, we gotta reveal to people now the move that movie magic that goes on in the Otno stu- at the Otno uh, studio. It, it, we record for six, seven hours straight of us talking. You edit you use your magical skills, you edit it down to like an hour and ninety minutes. I don't know if we can do a live show. This is, no, we, we can't do this. Well, that's what we're doing. We're oh, going to make God. it easy. And then we're going to turn that into a podcast that will drop a, like maybe the next 
30, 45 minutes after that. So uh, if you got suggestions, if you got last minute suggestions and you can't make it to the to the DMs, here's your chance. You come on in. You leave oh your my. comment in the show. What are you doing, Mike? What are you doing? And we'll address live, it live. Live fight fix. Are you? This was I want to tell people none of this was ran by me. I mean, I knew we were doing video. I did not know we were live. This is going to be insane. And I believe we'll probably be doing a live show, fingers crossed, after every UFC pay-per-view. Yes, that is the plan for video, is every do a live Jake, show after, on video after the pay-per-view. Every Jake Paul fight, we'll also do a live <laughs> on to the next one. So you'll be at least... Every Eagle FC card, Eagle every, every PFL card. I think, I, you know, bell tours are on Fridays. I don't know what you're doing Saturday mornings, Mike, but I really feel like we could do a bell tour. Oh, God. <laughs> Show me, show me something, Bellator, and we'll get you uh, an Otno part two, okay? Uh, but UFC 270 going down next week. We mm. will go to video. We will at least attempt to go to video. That is the plan. That's the plan. Uh, next Sunday, time TBD, but probably around 10 Eastern. So wake up early. Francis Ngannou versus Cyril Gunn. A lot of storylines here uh, to unify the heavyweight title. Brandon Moreno versus Davison Figueredo for the flyweight title. Interview with Brandon Moreno coming very soon to MMA fighting. It's so much fun. Ilya Teporia versus Charles Jordan. Hadolfo Vieta versus Wellington Terman. Cody Stamen versus Saeed Nurmagomedov. Michael Morales versus Trevin Giles. Matt Frivola versus Gennaro Valdez. Tony Gravely versus Simon Oliveira. Jasmine Jazz Devizius makes her UFC debut against Kay Hansen. Hayoni Barcelos versus Victor Henry. Michelle Pajeda versus Andre Fialo. Vanessa Demopoulos, Silvania Gomez Juarez. And Jack Della Madalena takes on newcomer Pete Rodriguez. That is your 13 fight card as of right this, now. This is a lot of newcomers for a, for a pay per view event. We've lost some fights along the way. We lost sure. Cannonier Brunson. That was supposed okay. to originally be on this sure. card. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, we lost Greg Hardy, Alexi Olenek. We lost Jacob Malkoon versus AJ Dobson. We lost okay. Viviani Araujo versus Alexa Grasso. Yeah. Uh, we De- lost. Della De- De Madalena was supposed to fight Warley Alves, not another newcomer. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Okay. We sure. lost sure. Evloya versus Taporia. Oh, my God. That was so, uh, so sad. And we lost Botelio versus Gian Kim. Okay. Gian Kim moves on to a different card right. to fight Priscilla Cachuera. So. Olen- Olenek Hardy. Okay, so there were supposed to be some veteran names on here. And they were kind of, again, we're kind of, this is, we're kind of dealing with, uh, you know, hey, like the first couple of months of 2022, Omicron, you know, COVID, whatever else is going on. Uh, yeah, we might see some some cards that look a little thin at the bottom for a while, right, Mike? Which is fine. These, I mean, this these two title fights are tremendous. And I'm looking oh, yeah. forward to, to, I mean, you don't need much else. Like, you the got Molador some good stuff. Fighting. The Molador is fighting. I mean, on the prelims, I think. Who knows? Maybe that'll change. We but we don't know. That card's definitely TBD. <laughs> the, the schedule, other than the two main, the two main fights, that's that stuff's TBD. Yes. So I think the card, I think the entire card as a whole is yeah. being sorted out. We don't know what the main card's going to be well, outside yeah. of the two title fights and probably Taporia Jordan. So, uh, so that's two seventy. Yes. Fingers, fingers crossed. crossed. What's left, sta- what's left stays together. But until then, everybody, for AK, I am Mike Heck. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. And always remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. We'll have fun for the following the first UFC pay-per-view of the year right here next week on On to the Next One, the podcast. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. With the NBA Finals around the corner, you can bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. 
That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get a no-sweat bet up to $1,500 if your first bet doesn't hit. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. One no-sweat bet per new customer. Issued as one bonus bet based on amount of initial losing bet. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Here's the truth about AI. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people.